inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is our hour of power. This is where we're living life like it matters. And, uh, man, I love the little applause in the morning. Come on, man, come on. Who doesn't want a little applause in the morning, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's okay. Sit down, sit down, sit down, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, I love being on the radio. Uh, the old saying, I know uh, Lee can appreciate this, I have a face for radio. But, you know, I actually have a passion for radio. Uh, and because I know I can reach a lot more people than I can reach uh, sitting in a hotel meeting room or even uh, uh, sitting around a group of a 100 or 1,000 people, I can access millions of people. Uh, and in my training that I do, you know, I've been able to impact tens of thousands of people all over the world, but a chunk at a time. You know, uh, biggest class I ever did was 27. I mean, I've, I've been in front of thousands of people and presentations, but, uh, uh, I enjoy the radio because it's kind of like a little, uh, old Ronald Reagan fireside chat. Remember Reagan used to do those fireside chats. It was, I think it was FDR that actually started it. But to me, it's like a fireside chat. And, uh, today, uh, we're going to be joined by, uh, Matthew Lay. Uh, a gentleman I got a chance to spend the weekend with him and a, a few other people. Uh, Matt is CEO of Infinity Solar USA. Uh, and Mr. Lay just graduated Leadership Awakening with Team 238. This, uh, the, the talk we're going to have today, the discussion, will be on our deficiencies. You know, it's so easy to get focused on our strengths. Uh, however, if our goal is to be under construction, and then we must really fill in the gaps. You know, constant, never-ending improvement. Canine, remember Dr. Deming? A constant, never-ending improvement requires that we seek those areas where we lack and put some effort in those gaps. And so today on this hour of power, uh, we want to discuss you don't know what you don't know. See, uh, the original sin I always tell people uh, is not man in the garden. If you want to go to the original sin, you've got to go to the heavenlies. Uh, because when the original sin took place, it was, uh, it was before man. It was in heaven with uh, some of those angels thought they were pretty hot stuff and said, hey, you know, uh, uh, I think I deserve some of this glory. And so it's pride. See, pride's the original sin. It wasn't done by man at first. It was done by the angelic realm. Uh, Lucifer is the first, and they took a, a many with them. Some will say that the guy's name is Uriel or, or something like the Ariel. I forgot. I've been listening to the book of uh, Enoch lately. And so there's actually a name for that angel that uh, uh, took a third of the angelic world with him. But it's interesting because man's original sin uh, was in the garden. Uh, man's original sin was that he wanted to be like God, which, again, you could take pride. You could call that pride. But, you know, it's our pride that keeps us from growing. It's our pride uh, that keeps us from being honest with ourselves. It's our pride that can get in the way from an open heart and an open mind. 
And see, my background is neurolinguistic programming. I have a, a master practitioner. And to me, it's the owner's instruction manual for the human experience. And there are lots of levels. You know, we talk about levels of this and levels of that. But, you know, there are three levels that we can live in. Uh, survival, success, or significance. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't want the good news. Or they say they do want the good news, but they never get it. You know why they never get the good news? Because they aren't willing to accept the bad news. And sometimes you got to take the bad news so you can get the good news. And the three levels we live in are survival, success, and significance. Survival is the default mode of the human experience. It's uh, I'm just a squirrel wicker to get a nut. I got cats that stray into my yard that want to be fed, and I feed them. I'm the old lady. I'm the old cat lady. That's Mr. Black. I'm the old cat lady. I I don't like to leave any soul hurting. I don't care if it's a cat, a raccoon, or whatever. I see somebody hurting, I want to help them. So I tend to feed the stray cats, and that ticks my other cats off, you know? <laughs> because everybody's working survival uh, in survival mode. Everybody's working to survive. Everybody's working to take care of their families. Everybody's wanting to feed their family. Everybody wants security, safety. That's a, if you're not willing to survive, then you're going to be eaten alive, and you're not going to be surviving. It's the next level uh, that makes us really uh, start enjoying life, if you will, and that's called success. And success is about making a name, making a kingdom, making a family, making a legacy, making a future for yourself and, and maybe a few others, you know, because you want to take care of your family, too. However, significance is the level that we should be achieving and working towards and working to attain. Significance uh, requires other people, and outcome of significance always requires other people. And because of that, it requires a change of focus and that you go from being a cistern, you know, having others pour into you and hold on to it for your own gain to being a conduit, you know, one who passes grace, mercy, gifts, talents, times, resources uh, onto others for a bigger value. And so there are lots of levels out there. I, I like to chunk things in three and fours because that's how we learn. But you need to understand there are actual levels of learning. There are four levels of learning. And this is today when we talk about uh, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know you know, don't know it until you figure out you become aware that you don't know. Now, I know that sounds strange, but there are four levels of learning. And I want you to get this. The first level of learning is something called unconscious incompetence. In other words, you hear it? You don't know <laughs> what you do not know. You don't know what you don't know. Now, I know that sounds strange, but can I suggest to you, can I pause it? That that's the beginning of learning. See, when you don't know what you don't know, something changes. Because if you don't know that you don't know it, you'll never seek to know it. If you don't know that you don't know it, then you'll never strive to do something different. And right now you're wondering, saying to yourself, I picked a bad day to quit sniffing glue, right? Because your head's twisted a little bit. Like, what's he saying, Ma? What's he saying? I know it sounds strange, but not knowing that you don't know something is really a great beginning because something should stir up in you. Something should change. And if not, then you're not ready to learn. If not, then you're probably stuck in the ego. If not, then I feel sorry for someone that chose to hook their wagon to your wagon and spending their life with you. 
Because unconscious competence is the le- first level of learning. You have no idea that you're no good at it. You have no idea that there's a gap. You have no idea that there's something more. You have no idea that you can do better. Which then takes us to the second level, which is unconscious competence. Unconscious competence, and now you know that you don't know. You know? But here's the thing, but now there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of doubt that you can't, that maybe you could know. There's a lot of doubt maybe you could get good at it. There's a lot of doubt. Do you see? It causes a stirring. It creates a desire. There's this creative discontent. And now that you know that you don't know, if you're like some of the people I hang out with, if you're like me, then you want to know. Then you want to figure it out because you want to, to be somebody. And so you go into the third level of learning which is conscious competence, and you figure it out. You know that you can do it, but at this level, it takes concentration, it takes focus, it takes effort, it takes uh, creating a habit, and you, you do it, and you do it, and you know what they say, the best way to get to Carnegie Hall is practice, 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 and you practice so much that you become level four learning, which is conscious competence, where you, I mean, unconscious competence, where you don't know what you know. And that is the key. You know you can do everything. You know that you can handle it. It becomes habitual. And see, that's what happens in my leadership training. I take successful people from all walks of life, and they come in my training, and they realize that they didn't know that they didn't know. And so now, as good as they were before my class, now they can be better. And one of those gentlemen is going to be joining us after the break, Mr. Matt Lay, who's CEO. Uh, And you'll get a chance to meet him. So stay tuned. After these breaks, we'll be right back. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today you are more blessed than usual. Not only do you get Mr. Black, but you get another Mr. <laughs> you know, I'm so blessed because in my training, uh, I get to meet people from all walks of life, all income levels, all backgrounds. Uh, and, you know, I've been doing my training for 30 years. And this last class in Las Vegas, I'm sorry, in 
Las Vegas and Dallas. Uh, I had people that were connected to people who'd went, went through my training 12 to 20 years ago. I had a staff member who had went through my training uh, a little over 12 years ago, right at the beginning when I turned Empower You into Like It Matters in 2012. Uh, I had a gentleman who their whole family, uh, brothers and wives went through my training uh, about 14 years ago and sent all his family and then his daughter, 27 year old daughter, and I went through the class. Uh, I had a gentleman in, in class who was uh, being mentored by one of my Coca-Cola executives, uh, Bill Jander, a good friend of mine who went through my training about 20 years ago. Uh, and then I had this other gentleman that's going to be on the phone with us. And uh, his mother-in-law and father-in-law uh, went through my training again 12, 14 years ago uh, up in Oregon. And they uh, were part of a group that we had going through at the time, Oregon, where we, we were on fire in the Northwest. No, not like the Occupy Washington <laughs> fire, not that type of fire, but a good fire where we're changing lives and uh, uh, making a huge impact in a positive way. And so uh, this last weekend with Team 238, it had a blast. Uh, it really, uh, I doubt sometimes what kind of impact I'm making. You know, I doubt, uh, uh, you know, I want to hear those words someday. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. I want to I want to change lives. I, I don't do business. I'm not a great businessman. I can generate money, but uh, I want to live a significant life. Uh, I want to impact people's lives. And so this last weekend, having, you know, half the class uh, and the staff member uh, that were connected to things I did uh, 12 to 20 years ago uh, really was a, a, an encouragement I needed. And this gentleman that you're going to hear from uh, just fell in love with this guy. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, he's a, I should say he's a good guy working to become a great guy. And so let's, uh, without further ado, let me uh, welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Matthew Lay, CEO of Infinity Solar USA. Hey, Matt, how you doing, brother? Or should I say Mr. Lay? <laughs> hey, how you doing, Mr. Black? Uh, you know, I'm doing awesome, brother, doing awesome. Thank you. I know uh, you've been uh, out of town for a little bit, and so you're back at work. And uh, as CEO of your company, I uh, appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule, playing catch-up, and spending it with us. But uh, uh, is it a great day to be alive, Matt? <laughs> Oh, it's a it's a great day. Uh, before I was going in the office here, I was I was uh, pretty excited to get here on the radio with you, and so I'm out on a walk and enjoying uh, God's creation out here, and uh, I'm yeah. just uh, here you, in the moment with you. Yeah, where do you live at, uh, Matt? Uh, I'm over on the West Coast, so I, I I live in two places. So I live in Central Oregon, and then half the time I live up in Vancouver, Washington. So you're right now in Central Oregon. Yeah, I, I'm actually up in Vancouver. Uh, uh, oh, okay. I go into the office this week, so it, it's about half and half in the week that uh, I'm bouncing back uh, so and forth. So. Beautiful, beautiful country. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about your company. What do you guys do there uh, at your company? So, uh, we've done a multitude of things, but in the last two years, we've moved into solar systems. Um, we install uh, residential solar systems primarily. We we're uh, dipping into commercial a bit. Um, we're in six states. Um, we have about 220 employees as of today, and we do everything awesome. from uh, sales all the way to installing and turning on the system until it's producing power. Awesome. And, and you started that from the ground up, correct? Yeah, yeah. I started it uh, about se seven years ago. Uh, we got in, we were in a different business. Uh, we were uh, doing telecom sales and it really came out of necessity. Uh, I, I couldn't afford to buy diapers and couldn't keep going on the same path that I was. And so uh, we got into sales and 
uh, started expanding from there and uh, then came Infinity Solar a multitude of years later. Wow. And, you know, I tell people this all the time, that the highest paid people are salespeople. And there's a reason for that. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. And here's why. Because nothing happens until a sell takes place. Uh, and you know that as a salesman. Uh, you know, you can have the best product in the world. And if you don't have someone to sell it, it doesn't matter. And I've seen some of the worst products in the world bec- become famous because someone could sell them well. Uh, and I wonder how many products that we've never seen or heard that were great products because somebody could couldn't sell them, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, who knows if OxyClean would have been OxyClean without Billy Mays. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny you say that. I don't want to take this whole show to OxyClean, but uh, Val and I were just talking about that. That's now in everything, in Tide. It's in every detergent out there. It's like who – and I was just talking to you. Who would have thunk it? This guy with his little British accent with a little infomercial, and now that's in every single cleaning product out there. Stunning. I'd love to see the numbers on that uh, that company. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal stuff. Amen. So let's go back to what we're here to talk about. So uh, uh, your father-in-law told you about this class. How did you get to my training? How did you get outside my training room door in Dallas-Fort Worth last Thursday? Well, um, you know, I'm really uh, in search of becoming a a better me. You know what? One of the things you were saying uh, earlier on the radio was, uh, you know, you're um, you're out to impact and making great impact and, you know, not not necessarily, um, you know, the best at business ownership, but, you know, you know how to make money. And I and I've kind of lived uh, the opposite life. You know, uh, you know, I've uh, I look at things and I see opportunity everywhere and I and I know how to monetize things. Um, I always make the joke. I always uh, challenge anybody to play Monopoly with me because it's just uh, it's something that I enjoy and it, it just comes naturally. You know, when you get in that yeah. flow state and you just know what to do, and it's yeah. always been that way in business. But it's like, you know, when I get into my personal life, uh, you know, sometimes I just I just don't know what to say or don't know what to do or don't know how to tap into my heart. You know, my my head and my heart haven't always been connected. Yep. Um, and, uh, so, you know, really, uh, you know, I've kind of dealt with the opposite problem. Uh, you know, it's, uh, business first and, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm actually impacting lives, uh, going through life and day to day. And that, that goes all the way from, you know, the business relationships I have all the way back to my family and, and, uh, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's been a struggle for me. So, um, uh, Rob, Rob told me about this class and said, Hey, you know, uh, he kind of kept it vague, uh, but yeah. he was like, Hey, you know, there's this class, it's this leadership class, you know, help you be a better you. And, um, you know, I, the, the company is finally in a point where we got leadership, uh, that's uh, taking care of many parts. And so I'm finding a little bit more free time. Uh, you know, I've worked hundred hour weeks, 120 hour weeks for the last, uh, you know, eight years, seven, eight years. And I know that sounds like a lot. I mean, of course there's weeks only work 60 hours, but, um, it's just, uh, it's been a, it's been a constant circus and, you know, it's, uh, I've figured, Hey, you know, it's time for me to actually uh, get my head and my heart straight and, uh, and, uh, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, I'm actually doing something in this life that's, that's worth living. 
Well, and so you came to realize there's you don't know what you don't know, and that's what I'm kind of calling today's show because there's a lot of things you do know. I mean, he's an impressive guy. He's got a good heart. He'll be your best friend. Best movie he's ever saw is the one he just saw. The best meal he ever has is the one he just had. That's that's who Matt is. He's a good guy. You'll put a smile on your face. Look at him. But the cool thing is because you want to be the best version of yourself, you knew there was things that you didn't know. Uh, and what happened was your father-in-law, Rob, who's a graduate of mine, said, hey, I got this thing uh and it's uh it's been important it's been impactful and why don't you do it so you took him up on your offer and i remember talking to you it's like let's do this i remember on the phone when we talked it was a very short conversation uh let's do this here's my credit card let's go when can i go yeah i'd love to go it was very dot 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 so you gotta tell me thursday night uh you know you show up to my class we're five minutes into it you're in the classroom we're going now what's going through your head what are you thinking <laughs> you want the truth <laughs> yeah, please, please. Let him let hear it. Let him hear it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I, I flew into Dallas. I was like, okay, cool. This will be this uh, cool leadership training. You know, it'll be a nice workshop. Um, and then I and then I walk up to the door and I just hear this music playing. And it's, you know, uh, it sounded like uh, some 80s rock and roll. And I'm like, man, what, what are we walking into? And we're lined up outside the door. And the door opens. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, from that moment, I was like, whoa, what did I get myself into? And it was go, go, go run. And, you know, just uh, from there, I was just, I was, uh, I was contemplating for the first two, three hours. I'm like, why why did I come to this? Hopefully I'll learn something here. And what I realized is, you know, after the, it took me, you know, after the first six to eight hours of the class running, um, it took me to realize that my ego wasn't left at the door and it came with me. And, <laughs> up until uh, and now, like yeah. you said, <laughs> yeah, up until now, my ego has been with me and I was yeah. using everything in my brain. And later on, you know, I realized that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, uh, leading with my heart. And so, um, you know, that's, that's really, uh, what I thought in the very beginning was, what did I come to? I don't know yeah. about this. And, uh, and obviously it's changed. Yeah, and that's so cool because I think what you got right away, because I put a lot of pressure on you. I mean, I think it's fair to say, and it's not by chance, it's not by accident, it's not because I didn't sleep well or my wife doesn't love me. Uh, it's because, uh, you know, it's like the same thing, and I know it's an ugly picture, so it's going to get a little dark here, listeners, but when you pop a zit, you got to put pressure on the thing. you got to get pressure to expel the poison out of you. Uh, and early on, I put a yeah. lot of pressure on you so I can bring those things that are below the surface to the surface pretty quick. And what you realized was the disengagement there of the head and the heart. You know, you you had that uh, the the int- intelligence, you had that drive, you had everything else, but what you were lacking was that emotional intelligence. Is is that a fair statement? A hundred percent. It was my willingness to connect, and it was yeah. my 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 head being like the bodyguard for the heart. It's like, no, no, you know, this, uh, yeah. this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, hold that thought, hold that thought, because that's that's part of emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person the right way. And this sometimes doesn't make sense until you practice, practice, practice it. So we're going to go to a hard break. We'll be back after a three-minute commercial break. Uh, this is Mr. Black talking with Mr. Lay, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings 
follow Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm suggesting you don't know what you don't know. And a couple of you text me, uh, yeah, if you want to read about what we do in our leadership training, go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. Uh, we don't tell you a lot about it. It's by referral only. We're not open to the general public. Uh, I've been doing it for 30 years, uh, and it's by referral only. Uh, I get to choose who gets to go to my class. It's a $2,000 class. It'll change your life. Uh, there are no refunds. Uh, it's uh, one of the toughest things you ever do, but one of the most rewarding things you ever do. And if you don't believe me, Listen to my radio show because I have people come on and tell you so. So let's go back to our phone lines and let's welcome back uh, um, Matt Lay with, uh, what is it, Infinity Solar, correct, Matt? Yes, sir. Awesome. Great company, and I can tell because you're a great man. So so Thursday you came in and you realized it's not your daddy's training, but technically it is your daddy's training because Rob's the one that sent it to me. So uh, it is. But uh, looking back, though, you said the first few minutes into it, you're wondering, what are you doing here? Kind of what a waste. Uh, uh, and, and I'm going to ask you some other questions. But right now, today, what do you think about your time in Leadership Awakening? Was it well, well spent? Was it important? What do you think? Uh, it's worth every dime. I mean, I, I I was trying to think of a clever phrase just now to put it into, but really, uh, I, I feel like every single moment that I'm uh, living in right now, since I've left that class is, you know, it's thinking about, am I in this moment? Am I just trying to be a strategist right now? Am I just using my head? Uh, or am I actually coming from the heart and, um, you know, just, I mean, just the connection with my wife alone, uh, yeah. you know, is worth every dime. Um, you know, I, I, just, yeah. I, I feel, I feel way more awake in the moment. Yeah. You know, you said it's worth every dime. It's worth all your time. You know, and I love to rhyme and I'm a poet and I know it. So, uh, but it is, it's worth every dime. It's <laughs> worth all the time. I mean, right. You were there for 48 hours. Right? I mean, it's fascinating when I break this down to you, you show up and I, I have you come in the room. And I have my first connection with you guys at five o'clock, a little three and a half to five minute conversation where I tell you what's get what to do, the short stuff right in front of you. And then you leave and go to dinner and we start class. Uh, and and then you're out of that room by 5 p.m. after graduation. Graduation starts at 3.30, 48 hours. H- how long did you feel like you were there, uh, Matt? How long did you feel like that 40 hours was? I mean, it, it felt like at least a, a week or two. Yeah, um, and that makes you know, it was it, it was crunch time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and we taught you how to fully live in the now moment. Uh, so many people are missing. You know, there's this, there's the now moment, and there's a past and a present. And we have an America that wants you to focus in your past. You know, the the tenth commandment is thou shalt not covet. And yet, uh, the the enemy is called the accuser of the brethren. Yet right now we're so wrapped up in what everybody's done to us. You know, our our, our uh, we're so offended by everything, the record of wrong, the pound of flesh, and and not only now from our life. Now we go back a hundred years, two hundred years. 300 years, 400 years, 500 years to focus on the past and nobody's living the now moment and you know now since you've been home your experiences, what do you think, have they been richer, have they been fuller, what have you noticed about your experiences since you've been back? Um, it's the the fulfillment that I get from the moments that I'm in versus just going through the motion, I just, you know uh, you know the phrase like motion creates emotion, well a lot of motions that I've lived in in my life have Motions just created strategy and thought like I've just I haven't been able to tap into how do I actually feel about this and is this actually working towards my purpose and actually knowing what my purpose is and 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 that actually you know now I'm now I'm realizing is that actually connecting with what I truly want not just what on the surface level and what my mind is thinking but is this actually what I truly want and uh, and I'm actually able to live each moment and see from each moment, is it providing that? Yeah, and I tell people, man, you know, I joke with people, you know, when you go home, your your spouse is going to get to cheat on you with you because you're a different person. You're fully <laughs> present and you're fully aware. And you know that the time with your kids, the time with your wife, the time in nature, I mean, you the colors are brighter. You can hear it so much better. You see people, not just look at them. I, I mean, is that exaggeration or do you think that's the case? That's a hundred percent the case. Uh, I, you know, I, I remember one part of the training, I won't really go into it, but I I'm looking at people and realizing they're another living, breathing being that's by me and they have wants, needs and, de- and desires. And the cool part is knowing that I can actually ask them questions and, and get to the root of what's, what's their drive too, along with connecting yeah. with what my drive is. And it's like this yeah. experiential connection that's happening that I I never really had before because everything was just very surface level, uh, you know, yeah. uh, thought. And th- and you're doing good. And Matt's a good guy. He's got a good marriage. He's got three healthy kids, right? Three kids, right, Matt? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I remember all that. Okay, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, you're, you're not one of the ones that life is falling apart and you're, you're dredge on society and all that. So this is a guy who's already doing good. You're a guy who most people say, oh, Matt doesn't need that training. Oh, Matt's got this. Oh, Matt could teach that class. That's how good Matt's doing. But what Matt said is, I want more, and God's called me to more. And, you know, the cool thing, what you're talking about is what Jesus talked about. You know, our class is not religious. You know that. I mean, we uh, Hindus. Muslims, there's it's not a religious class, but I allow people to talk about whatever they want to talk about. But you know, and, and Jesus, uh, when he walked on this planet, uh, he always said, "You you've heard it said this, but I say this. You've heard it say this, but I say this." What he's talking about, Matt, is what you're talking about. It's taking it from the surface, taking it down below, taking it from strategy to taking it to emotion, taking it from something you do from who you are. That's the big change, and that's what Jesus talked about all the time. So here's the oh, big yeah. question. What's the biggest takeaway, Matt? If you had to pinpoint the biggest benefit so far you feel you've gotten from 48 hours at Leadership Awakening, what would that benefit today be? Creating stronger relationships for myself with the people around me 
Uh, well, one thing I heard once was, uh, and this was from a school administrator of uh, it was a large Christian school, said children learn three different ways. They learn from what they're learning, whether they like science or English or whatever. They learn how they're learning, whether visual, visual audio, um, you know, however they learn. But the biggest thing is they learn from the teacher that they love, uh, if they can have that connection. And, and what I'm realizing right now is I've been missing that connection up until now. And uh, my biggest takeaway from this is just having that connection with people so I can actually know what drives them and what drives me and we can connect on that level. Um, I've already, I've already experienced that a few times since being out of the class and it's it's like a whole different, I mean, it's a whole different endorphin pump than just, than just having this surface level, uh, uh, thought it's, it's, it's true connection and, uh, and it's actual impact and it feels good. It's it's significance. And that's the only way I can put it. You know, it's a, some people are just squirrels working to get their nut. They're just surviving. Some people have success, and you had a lot of success before you came to this class. But what you crave, what you desire, where your creative discontent is, you want significance. And not for you, because you want to know it mattered. You want to know that your breath had a reason. You want to know that God saved you and kept you on this planet because he has great plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope and plans for the future. Uh, for future. So, uh, let me, you know, one thing I want to address, we get, we get, we get a lot of wind blowing in the mic there. Sorry about that. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to address is, uh, you, I apologize. Oh, okay. Okay. But you talked about, you, you came in aware of these other people, you know, you're in the people business. I know you're in the solar business, the energy business, whatever you want to say, but I believe that we're all in the people business. I don't care what you sell. I don't care where you get your paycheck. We're in the people business. So you realize that you have over 220 employees that those are people. They have fears. They have doubts. They want to provide for their family, but they also have trauma and drama. They have stuff from their past. They have family of origin issues. They have struggles. They have addictions or habits or or whatever. And you saw that in the people. Those nine people you went through class with, uh, you learned so much from them. You saw so much in them. Talk about the people you went through class. What did what did they teach you about people? I. Uh... You know, when, when I first walked, uh, I'll, I'll kind of tie it back to when we first walked up to the door. Um, you, you didn't see this about us, but we walked up to the door and everybody was silent when we first got there on Thursday. Um, nobody really talked to each other. I, I was actually standing there with them in silence for about five minutes. And then I, I piped up and said, I'm assuming this is probably the leadership awakening class uh, since we're all standing here. And everybody kind of looked at me. And they nodded, and uh, one of them grunted and said, yep, that's it. Um, and, uh, you know, it reminds me of, uh, I, I have a lot of construction workers uh, that, uh, you know, are out there building the solar systems. And um, it reminds me of uh, just everyday, I mean, it seemed like an everyday interaction, like I was standing in a bus line. And it's, yep. it's the exact same people that are out there. It's the exact same people that are working working for us. And, um Gosh, after seeing uh, the deep hurts, um, I've been blessed with really a pretty good life. And I, and I think that's a big reason for my problem with emotional connection with people is I haven't went through a lot of those pressures before. Uh, really, I've, I've had, uh, uh, I mean, in most eyes of people, I've probably had quite the cakewalk. Now I've been willing to put myself out there and put myself in high risk and high pressure situations. But um you know, just seeing the hurt, it just, it just made me realize 
man, how many people are hurting out there that are working for us right now? How many people could just be gone in a blink of an eye without anybody knowing? And, uh, and you know, Warren, Warren Buffett's nearing death <laughs> right now. I mean, he's getting old. And uh, he had an interview recently, and uh, somebody asked him, what is what do you define success now that you're nearing the end of your life? And he said, it's how many people that show up to your funeral that you love, that you wanted to be there. Um, and uh, that was his definition of success at his point in life that he's at right now. Um, and I just think if these people weren't working for me and collecting a paycheck, would they actually show up? You know, would it actually be something that they want to see? Well, I'm going to tell you right about Matt. They would. You're a good band making a huge impact. So we're going to let you go, brother. God bless you so much. You have an awesome day, and we'll talk soon, my friend, okay? All right. Thanks, Mr. Black. Have a good one. All right, buddy. God bless you. Bye-bye. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours, and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours, and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours, and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I am blessed. You know, we can all play victim, and I can do it with the best of you. You know, I can feel sorry for myself pretty easy. Oh, I give so much. What about me? Who takes care of me? I take care of so many people. You know, and I'm looking at myself in the mirror with my hand on my forehead, you know, the universal victim salute, right? If John was on the show right now, he'd be playing a little violin for you because he'd say, uh, let's blacks have this little, and give him a little bit of uh, wine with his teapot. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. See, see. Yeah, I know. Poor black. Oh, I'm such a poor black man. I'm sorry. Right? I mean, we can all play. Okay, Lee, I'm not feeling that sorry for myself. <laughs> but, you know, we we can feel sorry for ourselves. And uh, we're blessed. We have breath. And uh, I get a chance to meet new people at that level. I mean, Matt's a brother. He's a brother in Christ. We're a brother from another mother. We have the same father, Yahweh. Uh, and we know each other pretty intimately. And I have done that with, uh, you know, 10 to 15,000 people. Uh, not many people has that level of experience with people that I do. I've been doing this for 30 years. And so I'm blessed because I have a group, a new group of 12 to 15 to 20 people that come into my life once to twice a month uh, that I get to mentor, get to guide, get to walk with. I send out scripture at wayofwarrior.blog, and they listen to my radio show at likeitmattersradio.com, and they go to my bi-weekly, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, my radio show, it's not a radio show, my podcast, sorry, uh, Living Life Like It Matters, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for Living Life Like It Matters, and so I, I get to impact people, but one thing I like to do is I like to teach, I like to teach people, not to, to show I'm better than them, because I want to teach people how to think, and you got to know we have four levels of learning you have unconscious competence that's the beginning of learning where you don't know what you don't know you have no idea that you're no good at it but then you go to the second level with this conscious incompetence 
Now you know that you're no good at it, but if you want to become good at it, it creates a desire in you, what we call creative discontent. And then you start practicing things and, and you get a little bit better at it and you go to a level called conscious competence. You know that you can do it, but it takes constant concentration. Which then after, you know, best, best way to get to Carnegie Hall, practice, practice, practice. After you practice that enough, you become really good at it. And you move in the level called unconscious competence, where you don't know what you know. It's called mastery. It's like you've all driven home before without realizing how you drove home. But you stopped at all the stops. You turned at all the turns. And, and there you are. Voila. Now, I'm not talking about drug or alcohol induced, right? And we, we, our body's doing what it's supposed to do on autopilot while our mind is somewhere else. And so, again, if you follow the flow chart for the four levels, you start at stage one with unconscious incompetence. You know, and, and basically you just think that your life is the way it is. Our lives are as they are. The world is how we've understood it to be. And, and we have an image in our minds as to, to who we are and how we fit in the world picture. It's our, it's our narrative. It's our, it's our life script in transactional analysis. It's our frame in NLP, right? It's our old picture of ourself. See, at this stage, we do not know what we do not know. That's what we're calling today's show. You don't know what you don't know. We are blissfully unaware of how great we could actually be and how easily we can change our lives and our destiny. And this is so important because there's a lot of people comfortably going to hell. A lot of people out there want to make their work lives comfortable. But to be honest with you, without a relationship with God, it doesn't matter because you're just comfortably going to hell. That's the unconscious uh, incompetence where you don't even know you're going to hell. You think you're a good person. You think you're doing okay. But because no one shared with you the bad news to wake you up, you aren't looking for the good news. See, this is where you've got to become aware of being unaware. That's the key. This unconscious incompetence is a, is a stage most people never get to because of our egos. We're afraid to admit that we're flawed. We're afraid to admit, I lead with my brokenness. I lead with my brokenness. Why? Because there's nowhere for me to go in your mind's eye but up. Didn't you hear what Matt told you? He wanted nothing to do with me. He would rather be anywhere else but in that room at that time. But he opened his heart, he opened his mind, and he saw through his, his ego. He saw through his own offensiveness. Because we have the spirit of offense. What's running America Day is the spirit of offense. We're so easily offended. And that's, from the, that's the bait of Satan. Stop it. Let it go. Forgive. Don't keep a pound of flesh. Don't keep a record wrong. You're, it's not serving you well. We're destroying each other. So once we start cha desire to change our lives, our destiny, then we move on to stage two. It's called conscious incompetence. See, we learn that we each have our models of the world, our maps of reality. And that the way we think and the way we behave is habitual. But we have choice over what habits we have. And see, uh, conscious incompetence real, makes you realize that you have choices. See, but when you have choices, you can't play the victim anymore. And we all love to be on the drama triangle. We go from victim to persecutor to rescuer to victim to rescuer to persecutor to victim to persecutor to rescuer. And we just go along the drama triangle. We start learning in the conscious incompetence that we're all able to change anything about us that we do. That, that, and we, if things we don't like, then let's change them. But first, you got to become aware of them. Why would you change something you're not aware of? That's what conscious competence has. That's what we're talking about. It's called the stage of awareness. 
we learn that there are techniques and processes, however, that will help us, allow us to become excellent, whatever we choose to do. We learn about this and realize that we need to change now. That's what happens in my classroom. In my classroom, I take people through these four levels where they get to a point after the initial shock that we realize we need to change. There's some things in my life that aren't where they should be, that I can do better, that my family deserves better, that my, my country deserves better, that my company deserves better, that my God demands better. See, this is where we go for level two. We're becoming consciously incompetent. This is the stage of awareness. And in this stage, we learn how to change because we want to change. We learn change techniques. We learn how we work so we can change the things that are not working for us. We can increase our speed and volume of learning when we now start to assist other people who are also in similar situations. That's what you saw in that class. People who were strangers standing outside of a door today would bleed for each other, would stop what they're doing and drive somewhere at two o'clock in the morning for each other. That understand that we all hurt, that we all bleed the same, that we all want similar, that we're all more similar than we are different. And so we use this and we help people, we help ourselves, and we use the same techniques, and this moves us into the stage of conscious competence. Ah, we're now becoming aware of what we are capable of doing, and that's what happens when people leave our training. When they're in the fifth module, sixth module, they become aware of what they're capable of doing. They become aware of being unaware. They learn how to use the processes, techniques to produce change and produce excellence in ourselves and excellence in others. We have to work hard at this technique at this stage, though. There's conscious effort. There's conscious choice. We have competence in producing excellence and being a good leader. We just got to focus to concentrate on doing the right things at the right time in order to find the right techniques. And this is the first stage where we feel we have choices over our behavior and over the lives that we lead. And as we stay in this for a while, so by the time people are done with my training at likeitmatters.net, and they walk out of my training in the fourth level, in the final stage, and that's the level of unconscious competence. This is a stage where you get to Carnegie Hall by practicing, practicing, practicing. The techniques and patterns are now becoming habitual. The techniques and processes have been integrated into the new life. You live the life that you've been designed for yourself, that you you can live without fear. You can take in full responsibility for your actions. You're able to help other people make better choices in their lives. You're competent in applying excellence to your life, and you can do it naturally with with ease. That's what happens in my training in 48 hours. It's incredible. It's transformational. It's life-changing. And it happens over and over and over and over. I had a guy, uh, Aaron, who just went through class over the weekend. He'll be joining me next week. He said, I've noticed that I can connect with my clients on a completely different level. He says, our conversations are longer and aren't just surface level conversations. I've really been able to express how much I care about them and what I do. I've also noticed I don't get talked over or pushed around in meetings. When I stand up to talk, the entire room gives me their undivided attention. See, people go home and they're looking different. They're walking different. They're talking different. They're able to communicate about anything. People want to know what's different about you. Did you get a haircut? Did you lose some weight? Have you been working out? And a big smile comes over the face. We go, nah. I went to Leadership Awakening at Like It Matters. See, ladies and gentlemen, you're, you're consciously aware 
you're consciously incompetent. You now know that there's areas in your life we can all get better at. Let me help you. That's what we do this daily radio show. Listen daily here at Freedom 1570. Listen daily. Go to my podcast and listen to my bi-weekly podcast at Living Life Like It Matters. Get my scripture that I send out every day. Go to wayofwarrior.blog and just put uh, follow. Uh, and it'll actually, every time I post it, it'll send it to you. Uh, and go to likeitmatters.net. Get your butt in a class. We have a class October in Las Vegas, in November in Dallas, and then December in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Likeitmatters.net. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.